Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. It's week six of Bachelor in Paradise. Ashley is here with us to break down this week's uh, chaotic, I'll call it confusing, we're going with the confusing theme again. Remember we said confusing last week was like it's the still theme confused. Two weeks like, ago. This is, but this is confusing <laughs> to me in the sense that it felt like a whirlwind of craziness that I could not. Like I had to draw a chart <laughs> before this episode to figure out who's still with who and why they're with each other because well, it feels like no. nobody's back together anymore. Well, Jared and I on our recap last week were saying that like none of these people are ending up together. Like I've never watched a season and been like, okay, but nobody here is getting married. I, uh, going into this week, I really thought that um, we could have some surprise engagements. I, I thought Who? like just Eliza and Aaron. That's like the only one I, I thought can Eliza think of. and Aaron. I actually thought that uh, Rachel and Braden might not get engaged, but I could thought they would be dating. Yeah, me at too. The end of this. I'm pretty surprised at I'm his surprised by that moving fast. And I really thought Blake and Jess would come out of this thing on top. Like that we hadn't seen a lot from that them. That was fading out, especially after last week. But how do we know that? Because we don't see anything. Like we well, kind of see because, some conversation. I get it. There's a confrontation. Yeah, and- <laughs> we knew that because because he she basically said she now she is confused. Jess is the most confused. She's like Hey, like, I think I, I don't know that I'm sold on this. Okay. She tells him basically like in so little words, I want to 
sort of date other people. And then in this episode, he decides to do that because she told him that they should. And then she was like very sad and annoyed by it. Yeah. She, I think Jess is a catch. I personally watch this and I'm like, that is somebody that with the right guy on this beach, I could see her getting engaged from this I think because she's too young. I think is it? Yeah, I think she's not ready. Okay. She doesn't know. She doesn't know what she wants because she. And then she also said something in this episode that made me be like, "What?" She said, "Like nothing's going my way here," and I'm like, "Jess, what are you talking about? You're with Blake the entire time, and then last night you said that maybe you should explore other options and." What's not going your way? True. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, we have a lot to talk about. Okay. Uh, I think the main thing when I say confusing, and maybe that's just that, you know, the consensus for this whole season is it feels like a whirlwind and it's confusing to me because we don't have any couples that at this point we're like, yeah, I'm confident that they're going to be together at the end of this. This is going to be a cool love story. And we're getting farther and farther along in the season. We're at week six. Like at this point, it's rare. I don't know if I yeah. remember a season where there's not one really strong couple. Now, to set the stage at the beginning of this episode, the couples that exist are Eliza and Aaron B. We have Braden and Rachel. We have Tyler and Mercedes. We have Tanner and Kat. We have Jess and Blake. Well, Tanner and Kat are a little up in the air as he but went they're, on the They're the closest thing to a couple yeah. that we have. Okay. Um, we have Olivia and Tyler, and is that it? Yeah, I think so. John Henry and Olivia. John Henry and Olivia. Who's Tyler with? Mercedes. That's right. Yeah. Mercedes. Yeah. Okay. So we got them all. Now we got them all paired up here, right? Um, the episode starts with some teasers. Charity's arriving at the beach. We really don't know why at this point. Uh, in the episode and. Uh, there's distance between Blake and Jess, obviously because of the last episode's conversation. Now, it it comes off at the beginning of this episode to me, and it's kind of the cat show through this whole episode. The entire season is mostly the cat show. She is a really good reality TV character. She is a nut. <laughs> I mean, what do you yeah, yeah, what are you getting at a cat? Like, what I'm understanding is cat. She said it. I guess I can only go off of the words that she says, she feels like the guys that she's dated in a lot of ways are below her, right? She said Tanner like is below her. Mm-hmm. Like she uh, is, you know, he can't break up with her. She has to break up with him. Right. Uh, she also had, you know, has kind of jumped around a little bit uh, as most do in paradise. And now she sets her eyes on John Henry. Um, it's, I guess what I'm trying to understand, and you would maybe have a better perspective, in Paradise, during week six, she's obviously attractive. Yes. She's extremely gorgeous. But at this point, the guys have seen... <laughs> but the guys... Yep. I know where you're leading. Like, the guys have seen that she is volatile uh, and, and can definitely, like, make a dude cry um, pretty fast. But yet they still are finding interest in her. I don't know. I think the only reason that John Henry is entertaining her in this episode is because he thinks she's hot and he hasn't been there the whole time. (laughs) And I actually still think he likes Olivia more. And 
let's talk about their conversation. Initially, Tanner comes back from his date with Davia. Davia? Davia. Um, the day earlier, but like they, he doesn't speak to Kat. So in this episode, he speaks to Kat and legit says to her, I don't think our personalities are compatible because he sees that she is fiery and a little scary, totally intense. It's the anti, she has like this personality that really puts men off in my purse, in my personal perspective but not also saying that like i've been there (laughs) because like i would like to think of like myself in paradise like walking down those stairs like hopefully somebody would want to go on a date with me but most guys didn't (laughs) because my reputation personality wise preceded me so are you saying that you think she walked down to the beach thing saying most guys are gonna want to take me on a date like they should want to take me on a date yeah, I think that she's, like, confident and, like, feels, yes, I, I feel like she does think she's a catch. And she just is very in, intense for these guys to really want to get involved, I think. Well, and I wonder, I'm curious kind of how the other women are feeling. Because there's a scene here where they're all kind of on the daybed and Kat is talking about Tanner and Davi is there on the daybed as well. Yeah. And she's just kind of bashing Tanner and saying how yeah. she's above him. And, yeah. you know, Davi's in a weird place because she just got there. She probably doesn't have the depth of friendships that these other women have. And she's just kind of having to take it. We really don't see a reaction out of her. I think she just didn't want to get involved with Kat's drama. She is the most dramatic person. It, it is feeling... Um, I just didn't expect this out of Kat. I guess this is what my whole point is. I didn't expect cat to be this way because during her time on the bachelorette she i remember her being at, he, she was way more subdued yeah i remember her being in my top two most of the season yes until she wasn't um and this episode she is she is fiery and she is out to go after the things that she wants right the tanner yeah, thing's she's done selfish for sure or self-centered she is self-centered i somebody's throwing around the narcissist word i don't like to throw around that She's just definitely out. Like there is no, there's no consideration, empathy, <laughs> empathy for the situation that provi- that is that is around her. Now, mm-hmm. it is interesting to me. Outside of maybe how we're seeing her being shown, is it is interesting to me that Olivia continues to be the one that is caught up when somebody else wants somebody else's man, right? Like when we saw this during the very beginning. Yeah, it was Kylie. She was going up against. With Who Kylie. Thought? Who would have thought? I like forgot. Because like look at Kylie right now. She's just so settled. I guess Kylie Naven is the relationship we never mentioned oh, yeah. because we don't see much of them and they seem like really good and solid. I read somewhere that he made some sort of snip on social media alluding to the fact that he's annoyed at the fact that they have very little screen time. Well, sorry. <laughs> But to be honest, tell Kat to calm down and you'll get some screen time. You guys seem pretty like you're happy together, but you're a little boring. Well, I mean, every good couple in paradise never gets shown. I know it happens every season until like the last week. And we're like, oh, yeah, they're still there and they're still together. And maybe they'll be happy one day. But I mean, it's not a big deal. TV. That's just not TV. It's not TV. You can only show people like having good conversation and making out so many times. until it's like, yeah, they're still on the couch. Having yeah. a good conversation and making out. Yeah. 
What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. One guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) Or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
as someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is interesting that Olivia continues to get kind of thrown into a mess. Yeah, and um, Olivia's your girl. Well, yeah, she did. She was a little mean this episode for me. I, I, up until this point, I think she was funny and like had a good, good, um, a good way of protecting and kind of like hiding her own sadness and emotion by kind of being funny. She got a little bit too personal with Cat during some of those ITMs. Um, okay. For me, it felt uh, it felt like hey, now I'm starting to see maybe like that a little bit of the mean girl behavior that I never had seen before, where I always thought she was just kind of like. Protecting herself by being funny, Um, but I still, I I still want. I mean, I still want Olivia to be happy, and this John Henry relationship is is funny to me because, yeah, John Henry is everything Olivia says he is. Right? He is sweet. He's good looking. Um, I don't think he has any clue how much he could get wrapped up into a love triangle and get spit out on the other end and just get destroyed. Like I think he is a genuinely good dude who doesn't quite understand. He's pretty aloof. Yes. Yeah. But I, he's I also think that he's like, doesn't really care that much. I think that's why he is aloof. I don't think he's like imagining himself getting married from this experiment. And that's fine. Um, but I do think he is, he's, he's treading uh, dangerous water right now. Uh, I don't because think that he likes Olivia the, that much either. But and here's how this he could play cat. out for him. Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. is if this goes poorly, for John Henry, and it will. It's it. He, he, there's too much going on for it not to. Maybe he ends up with Olivia. Cat goes home, and then maybe I could see the, the water settling. But if this goes poorly, and he keeps like putting one toe in Cat's water and a whole foot in Olivia's, and trying to figure out which one he wants, he's gonna have Olivia and Cat coming at him. I know a very scary situation. Right, that there. is the scariest situation <laughs> I can imagine because those two yelling at me, like I, I would be crushed. They yeah. they could use words and use things, say things. I'd be like, I have no clue what you're talking about. I'm so confused. I don't know if I'm right or wrong or if I'm like, I don't know where I stand in all this, but I just want to go home because this is so scary. Yeah. No one. And those two are like loud. They don't just say angry things. They like scream them. And I think the reason that it would intimidate me is because they both um, cat with Braden, not as much, but she said a lot of things. Now they not might not have made sense, but she said a lot of things very quickly and she was very mm-hmm. confident in how she said them. Even if they weren't true or weren't making sense, she says them so confident that you're like, I got to believe you. Olivia, I think is just so quick, like quick witted. Yeah. And, and so good at like being quick witted that I would just be like lost in her intelligence and her ability just to make me feel so small. Yes. So, yes. That's that would be this thing that would scare me the most. Now, so he he is John Henry sits in a place where at uh, about mid part of this episode we start to see Cat come after him. We start to see him have an interest in Cat. We see Olivia's reaction to this. We can pause that na- now uh, because Genevieve shows back up to the or shows up to the beach for the first time. Uh, I don't remember Genevieve from Zach's season, but she is like beautiful and she. I know she says she's like lacking some confidence. She has a hard time making yeah, eye, contact. A, like, yeah, eye contact. Yeah. But like, I don't see any of that. I see a confident person coming down to the beach and 
I didn't necessarily see the Blake connection. You didn't feel like any passion. You didn't feel like a romance no, between them. No, at the them. beginning. At the oh, beginning. Okay. Okay. Because yeah, I think I, I think I feel it. I, yeah. Again, don't feel like this long term like love romance, but I do think it's what Blake needed needs. Somebody who is obviously interested in him and like puts him at ease, and then. Um, I think obviously staying home with Jess realizes that staying home and him letting him go out probably did open a door for her with Tyler. Now I, I cannot wait to see how this unfolds with Mercedes because he literally goes, you know, Mercedes is like my girl, but I could really kiss you right now. And then I was remembering who did he kiss last week? I couldn't remember who he kissed around the campfire last week. There was somebody in a truth or dare. And I was like, oh, where's Mercedes? I guess it's inconsequential because maybe it was a truth or dare, but I don't think it was Jess. No. The, you know, the date with Blake and Genevieve, I do think had um, a lot more chemistry than maybe we even saw. I do think it was good for Blake. I do think the two of them make sense together. I didn't see that couple coming because I didn't quite understand um, how much separation there was between Jess and Blake. I know that conversation happened but I didn't think either of them would act on it because I thought the two of them would kind of come back together and be like, yeah, but you're the best thing I got here. So the Blake Genevieve, you know, date did show me there are legs to the two of them. That's interesting. I definitely thought they were over after that conversation. I also think that the thing we're seeing and we saw it week one uh, and we saw, we heard it as we prep for paradise is a lot of these guys came to paradise with an interest in Jess. Like, I think she... Yeah, well, she's super hot. Well, I just think she's the hot commodity coming down. And Tyler wants to kiss her because he's like, yeah, Mercedes is my girl and I'm so glad. But like, I didn't have a chance with you back then because you were with Blake. And now I do. Yeah. And it's kind of like Sean. Sean was like, I didn't have a chance with you from week one because you were with Blake. Now I know I'm going home. So like, are you interested in this? Like, I think Jess... If you looked at the dude's text threads leading up to Paradise, yeah. I think all of them are like, you know, it reminds me of the Jade situation back in the day. Like, totally. You know, they were all coming down and being like, whoever's going to end up with Jess is very lucky. Granted, I don't think any of the guys that are probably in the text thread texting about Jess ended up with Jess at the beginning because I think Blake was probably on his own island coming down without really knowing anybody. Yeah. And all these guys in the last season were texting and then he gets her and they're like, well, dang it. <laughs> like... None of us are the guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and then like, we just have to mention, I'm sorry, but I'm just realizing that like while all this is going on, Kat is still like screaming and causing drama. One, she said, one, it's the whole like, I need to be made out with, with tongue. Like the entire theme of the episode is that Kat needs to be made out with, with tongue and that John Henry has a tongue piercing. And this is really turning her on. And, th- and then... She's also telling Eliza that Aaron B has like a shady past in that charity said that of all my guys watch out the most for Aaron B, which I said last week was shocking and they were like twisting all the previews to make it look like this. But apparently, yes, so because even though charity brought him back to the top three and then we've never seen that before. She gets off the show and gets a DM from one of his exes. And now here's the, here's the debate that you and I have to decide. Does it decipher a bit here? 
Charity gets these DMs saying, like, Aaron left me, his girlfriend, to be on the show with you. And, like, we were dating, but he, you know, a classic scenario. A a Jed scenario, right? Um, But then, and then Kat goes, Kat goes and reveals this to Eliza. And first we're like, okay, is this just, this is Kat just being dramatic or is this legit? Later in the episode, Charity comes down, of course, and she sits down with Eliza and tells her exactly what happened. And it seems as if Charity believes this girl who DM'd her. Then Eliza goes and sits down with Aaron and confronts him about this. And then Aaron gives her the weirdest story of all time. And, that, and again, with the confusion theme, because he goes, well, I was dating a girl and we ended it in September. And then I was, and then we were not sure if he was another girl or the same girl. And he goes, and then in, in December, something, 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 I got the call and I got the call to be on the bachelor at in December. And then in January, he ended things. And it's like, wait, dude, we are so confused and we don't have clarity on the situation. I thought his claim was that he was dating a girl. They ended. And then he started dating another girl, another that girl in October. October. And then he got the call in December. And then in January, he ended things. And then they called the show back and was, by the way, yeah, I'd like to go on in yeah, March. Maybe. Okay. I don't remember the January piece, but I could have been. So despite the fact that we're all confused about timelines and like how many girls there are, it sounds as if there's two. Do you, who do you believe here? Do the girls that are DMing or, or Aaron? I believe them all. There's like a, a weird middle ground for you. I think there's a middle ground. Yeah. I believe them all. I think, you know, I think that Aaron went on the bachelorette and it's interesting with the storyline that we know now have came at, has that has came out of the Bachelorette kind of Aaron B story today. Because aren't you shocked? Like Charity really liked him, really liked him. And I think then, she liked him less than what we saw. Because okay, he he just showed up to the beach, and I think she kept him around or kind of like had him there because she didn't know what to do. Um, you mean when he, she accepted him back as top three? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. don't even you know. I think that was. I think it was probably like she knew what she was going to do the whole yeah. time. And yeah. so I think this was just kind of a, a hiccup or a speed bump in the road for her. I believe them all. I believe that Aaron was dating people. Uh, I don't know the exact timeline because yes, it was confusing. I believe he was dating up until he left pretty much for the bachelorette or yes. And, um, and when he left for the bachelorette, I do believe he ended the relationships that existed to pursue the bachelorette, to pursue charity, because he knew she was going to be the bachelorette. I don't necessarily know if that's wrong. To go on the show when you're casually dating someone, yeah. If you've ended it. Oh, yeah, and if you've ended it. If you've ended it, and it's been clear to all parties that it's over, then I don't think that's a problem, necessarily. Yeah, but like you're still going to get the what he calls a disgruntled ex- sending dms trying to come after you saying that he broke up with me because of the show and if he did great if he broke up with her because he saw a better future possibly with charity let's let's assume that was his reasoning and not to get the claim and the fame from the show yeah let's assume that it was because he said hey this relationship i don't see is going anywhere it's no different than what people do in paradise um 
I don't see this relationship going anywhere. I'm going to move on now to somebody I think there's a better future possibly with, and that's charity. I don't think we can be upset about that. Like, I don't think that's wrong. Yeah, because, like, really, could you imagine leaving your soulmate as uh, somebody you see as a future spouse to go on the show then in that if that is really what your relationship was like like it was that serious and that wonderful yeah. and that person left you for the show well then you, pr- you probably don't want to be with them exactly so you broke up you were single going on the show yeah like that is the big that is the thing that's always been on this podcast ashley what we've criticized for it's not that you might have been dating leading up to the show for goodness sake, I hope you were dating leading up to the show. If you weren't like, you know, if you're interested in finding love and you weren't trying by dating, then I don't know what to tell you. I hope everybody (laughs) was dating. But if you were going on the show and you're single, there's no problem with that. Even if, I mean, I would go as far as even if it was the day before you left that you're like, I have been like trying to figure out if I want to do this or not. And I I just don't see a future with us. It's over. I'm going to go. I'm going to get on that plane tomorrow and go. I still think that's okay. The difference would be if they were still dating and he went on. Okay. All right. I, I kind of, I guess we really boil down to it. I guess I do agree with you. I think what we we're concerned about here is if he left, went on the show and did it with the intent that perhaps he was going to get back with her. Is there any at all that? It could be. I mean, it definitely could be that maybe he went on the so show again. You, I don't think just, I can be mad at him. This is a huge red flag. This is not a huge red flag to you because I'm not sure. I think it is a red flag enough for Eliza to confront him on it and be like, "Tell me oh, more about course. this." Yeah. Um. I think he did a terrible job at explaining and explaining it. it. Like so bad because he was so awkward. Like I get it. He was cornered, and there's probably some truth to it all. He was way too vague. And it just felt like it just felt like in his explanation, he was trying to just get it over with. Sure. Yeah. I think he did a terrible job at explaining himself. But if, if what we said, if he, if what he said, when you boil all the confusion down is actually true, that a relationship was ended and he went on the show. I don't think it's like a red flag enough for Eliza to be like, I can't date you anymore because your values and your morals don't align with mine. I don't think that's the case. I do think Eliza has questions now. And I think she should be more skeptical now. She could be more skeptical, yes. A little bit. But also, like, think about all the people who get annoyed seeing their ex on the show. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? 
Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's what I don't love. The bachelor world is uh, is one where, you know, there's a lot of communication, positive and negative, going around all the time about every contestant who has made any type of name for, you know, from the show, especially those that are living in going to paradise. I don't love Kat's move here. I think that was probably the worst piece to me. She brought Charity, the bachelorette, into a situation that Charity was not, around to defend herself or to speak to because she wasn't on the beach yet. And Kat is good friends with charity besties. They say, which it's an odd couple there. 
there must be a whole other side of Kat that we're not seeing because the girls actually seem to have some sort of loyalty toward her. Well, I think she's funny. And I think she's like, I think she's probably your friend that you're like, that's just Kat. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if Kat is like, if I told you something, Ashley, in confidence, or even if I didn't say, Hey, please don't tell anybody this. If I just told you something, um, and then I saw you on paradise and you're like, you know, Ben told me that that person kind of like, isn't as good as I thought he was. I don't know. I would be upset with you. I would be really? like, Ashley, you brought me into television when I wasn't, I wasn't there. And yeah. I don't like that. You're a friend of mine. And I, I respect kind of the code of privacy to be able to confide in you and a friendship and know that it's never going to come back to bite me. It sounded as if Charity wanted this information to get out. Cause she said like well, my girls, fair. she was like, my girls, all my guys are wonderful that are going, except watch out for him. So I do uh, think it was something for everybody to sort of know. That could be sense. If she gave that permission, then I get it. She didn't seem annoyed by it. Okay, so besides that storyline, which we we have no idea what kind of move Eliza is going to make after that, we need to talk about Brayden bringing Becca on this date, or Becca bringing Brayden on the date. It was, I think... A bummer for all of us just because we were really rooting for Rachel and Brayden. They seemed so cute last week. And now it's actually only a day after their date. Which that sounds seems wacky, but yeah, it's a day after their date. And Becca invites him on and they're ugh, and he says early in the date that he thought he had the greatest time somebody can have with Rachel, but then this date far exceeded it really early on that's oh that sucks yeah i mean good for them that they have such a good date i do think brayden i don't think this was a great move on brayden's part because i think you needed to give rachel a a little bit more time I, i do think there was something special there they had a lot of fun together it does in a wild way kind of fit for me the two of them together and you mean rachel and him Rachel and him. Yeah. And even if he was interested in Becca at some point during this whole process, actually, I would assume I've never been again, never done it. I would assume as attractive as everybody is and as cool as everybody is at some point you say, Hey, I'm going to, if I came here looking for love, I, I'm going to settle down now. Like I need to at least play this one out. Mm-hmm. And it felt like Rachel and Braden had enough fun and enough chemistry where he could have easily said, Becca, I'm super interested. You're gorgeous. But I want to play this one out for a bit with Rachel to see where it goes. Yeah. He was too giddy. The giddiness made me disappointed because I thought the giddiness was reserved for Rachel at this point. But maybe it was a little bit too early on. And I'm also not ruling them out having something, even though he did say that on their date. I think Becca just seems like, I just feel more substance with what he has with Rachel. So we'll sure. see. Well, we know Rachel better too. I think the that's why of- we're obviously rooting for them because we have such more of, of a loyalty towards Rachel. Yeah. Um, but that was a shocker for me. It was a shocker that Braden is going on another date. It's a shocker that, uh, that really any man here um, that had, it feels like that kind of has a connection with Rachel is not like super interested in it because she, I've, we know her well and she has some incredible qualities um, she's beautiful. She's 
she took the chance and went on the beach. It would just, I would she just looks assume. She so freaking good this season. She just looks amazing. So glowy in paradise. At some point, somebody's going to be like, you know what? I want to try this thing out with Rachel. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least this is a good oppor- like a good thing for me because I think she's great. And we think she's great. So um, as you mentioned, Charity does come down to the beach uh, now after kind of all this being said. She sits down mostly, the big thing here is, with Eliza to kind of uh, go over what we've already talked about when it comes to her concerns about Aaron B. Eliza confronts uh, Aaron B. And we get the really, really confusing, super, super confusing answers uh, from Aaron B. that make no sense. And we have done everything we possibly can during this podcast to try to clear up what he was trying to say. uh, But he just didn't say it well. And, um, and so we, we, we're yet to be seen what happens now, um, moving into the next episode with Eliza making that choice on if she, you know, stays in this relationship or not. Uh, Ashley, I guess to kind of close up here, do you hope she stays in this relationship? Yeah. Yeah, you do. I do. Okay. I don't feel like so strong. Like I don't like have like a ton of strong feelings for them, but I don't think this is breakup worthy. Okay. So. We have uh, the sneak peeks for next week. Uh, John Henry, we see Kiss Cat, so maybe he is in the cat. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely going to be some rose ceremony drama over that triangle. We see the cat and Olivia confrontation, which I cannot wait because, like I said, I think the two of them are probably the most quick-witted and also have no hold back on what they will say to each other. That could be a front seat that I would like to have. It could be like the entire episode. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, it's going to be wild. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And what well, we don't see tease, but I can only imagine is coming. It must be coming. We're going into week seven. Is Katie Thurston's arrival, especially At with Blake point. coming back from this date with Genevieve? At some point, she's had to show up. Uh, we know. know she was there. We just don't know if it's going to be shown now or not, I guess. And I'm eager to see what happens with Jeff and Tyler and Mercedes. Ashley, to close up everything, I want to play a little game with you. After next week's episode, Mm -hmm. let's assume there's no new arrivals, okay? No new arrivals. We're ending next week's episode. This is uh, going into the week eight now. What couples will be together? I do think Eliza and Aaron B will be together. Are we talking couples or like who's going to give roses to who? Who's going to give rose to who? Like who's going to be sitting on the beds together? Predict the next rose ceremony? Sure. I think Tyler is going to give Jess his rose. I think Blake is going to give... Genevieve is Rose. Think that even to Kylie will probably be the most secure relationship. Oh, Peter and Sam. I think Peter to Sam. We're not going to see a lot of them because I don't think it's very heavy. Um, I I actually think Brayden is going to end up somehow giving Rachel his Rose. It's just my guess. And then who am I missing? And then um, who's going to give Kat her? I, I think ooh, John Henry's Rose. Who do I think, John? I think it's going to be. I want to. Uh, <laughs> Gotta um, say it. Okay. I think it's going to be Olivia. Okay. So we'll, we'll say Mercedes and Becca will be going home then, at least from this group um, that we, we expect. And I would say I agree with everything you just said. And Kat would be then going home as well. You do. You, you'd pick Olivia over Kat. Uh, I think at this point um, I have a feeling 
that one of these dudes is going to sit down with John Henry and be like, what are you doing? Like, okay. yeah, I know every your, your body's telling you yes, oh, but Tanner, your mind. We forgot Tanner will be going, giving to Davia. I think everybody's going to say that John Henry's body tells him yes, but mm-hmm. his mind should start telling him no. Mm-hmm. And that he should, uh, he should just pick Olivia and, uh, and make his life a little easier. Um, I don't know. The, the the conversations about his tongue ring really made me uncomfortable. There was a lot of innuendos. There's so much. There's there so, so much. much. So much. Goodness gracious. Oh, that poor fellow. He is just gonna get he is gonna get destroyed. The vibrating tongue ring? A vibrating tongue ring. Mm. Can't imagine. Anyways, <laughs> hey, um, this has been this week's episode of Bachelor in Paradise Breakdown. Uh Ashley and I are gonna continue. Uh, with another episode of The Golden Bachelor. We've had headlines this week, so make sure you go back and listen to those. Until next week, when who knows what the tornado of Cat, Olivia, and (laughs) the poor guy John Henry is going to look like. Uh, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. See ya. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.